Being in business requires you to wear many hats and the pressures to succeed can be overwhelming, especially if you are working with a spouse or a close friend. I mean, how often do you hear of partnerships failing between business partners because the pressures of separating business and friendship becomes too much? But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, working together with a spouse or a close friend can be extremely powerful when you maximize each person's capabilities to the fullest. Now, let me just be clear. I am not a relationship expert, but having been married for almost 30 years to this man and working together for almost the entire period with the same man, we have learned one or two lessons along the way, which has helped us to keep both sane, still married and still in business together. So in today's episode, we are going to share with you a few things that we've learned along the way that has helped us to make it all work is that not right babe (laughs) okay so number one you have to have a common purpose or a vision or a mission if you're both working towards the same goal it is just so much easier to make that um, relationship work yeah so if you think about it why do people go into business together in the first place whether it's a spouse or with a friend or business partner and you know there's so many different reasons for doing it but probably the two most common ones I would suggest one is money or finances so one party has more financial capacity than the other and you need that um, money to grow your business or extend your business to employ more people so money on the one hand and then secondly It's the skill level of the other person or the experience, the expertise, the knowledge, the competency, whatever you want to put that down to. But one person has got a certain skill set and you've got a different skill set and you need that secondary party or Mm. third party to enhance uh, the overall skill set of the company, for example. But it doesn't help to go into partnership with somebody if you are not on track from the right you know, right from the start. So what is the common purpose of going into business together? What's the, the vision you have for the long term? Because the biggest thing I think is it's easy to go into, into business with somebody in the beginning because everybody's excited at all the yeah. endless opportunities and all the possibilities. And it's still fun. <laughs> you look at all the positives. You'd never think of all the downside or the negatives or what happens during periods of stress or downturn or recessions. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, part of that, common vision in the beginning is, and we're not going to go into the paperwork. I mean, you speak to your accountant and your lawyer and, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff with regards to partnerships and whatever and finances and loans and et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's important to anticipate and realize early on, there's going to be a lot of obstacles along the way. Yeah. So it's to put into place an exit strategy where each party has got the option to remove themselves from the partnership you know, but not to the de- detriment to the other. So when you're putting this stuff in place in the beginning is to realize um, there are going to be issues along the way and how are you going to handle each of those issues as they come along? So most people are just planning, you know, for the yeah. good times and what hap- how are we going to do the profit share and, what, you know, how are we going to expand and, how, you know, how are we going to open up a new office? But very few actually think about 
and I'm speaking a little bit from experience, is yeah. when you've got a hiccup. What do we do when things go wrong? Exactly right. So yeah. what is the exit strategy for one person to want to move out? And also to, to beforehand um, come up with the problems that we might have or come up with the obstacles that is very possible. All businesses have obstacles. All businesses go through um, slumps. It just happens. That's just the way that business works. And the important thing is to, um, to know that these things are going to come up, to actually be aware that it's possible that they're going to come up. And before you even start your business, to actually sit down and to have a plan to say like, okay, so if we don't make the sales that we are planning to make, how are we going to deal with that? And kind of um, having an action plan for the bad times. Yeah, because most people are just um, planning ahead for the good times, but you know there's going to be obstacles and how's each party going to... Because everyone's got a different tolerance level, risk level. Stress level. You know, all those sort of things. So if you map it out beforehand and it's written down, each party knows exactly what's going to happen. You make sure that exit strategies are in place from, the, from day one. Absolutely. Okay, I think the second point that we really just want to bring about is that... Um, You've got to have respect for your partner or your business partner's skills. So each of us obviously comes into this business with a certain set of skills and um, to actually respect the other person in what they're good at and not trying to um, interfere or tell that person what to do when it's actually their expertise. So I know for us in our relationship, I'm the creator. I'm the big dreamer. Um, I can just think of all the things that I want to do. However, how, when it comes to the execution of all the things that I dream about and all the things that I want to do, um, I don't really have the skills. I'm, I lack those skills where that is your, you know, good thing. That's, that's where you excel in is um, getting things done, it, executing the things that the ideas that I come up with. Yeah. And, and the issue that like I've had to learn over time is, You've got to respect the other person's opinion <laughs> and their skill level and their expertise and not try and interfere and get the other party to do things the way you want done. Because obviously I want things the way I want done, but I can assure you in our instance, it's never going to work because... We think totally different. We think differently. We do things differently, but the outcome is generally the same. And because it's a common goal and a common vision... Yeah. The end result will be the same, but the manner in which we get there, so to speak, is different. And over time, I've had to learn to quell my desire to be in control and in, <laughs> in charge. And, you know, just appreciate Maren <laughs> has got her strengths and weaknesses, and I've got my strengths and weaknesses, yeah. and you've got to complement that somehow without uh, causing a breakdown. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, and, and it really works well because once you put the boundaries in place for what each person um, is going to do and what each person's jobs are and what they're responsible for, I think that's the important thing is to make sure that you know beforehand, right, I'm in charge of this, this, and this, and it's up to me to get those jobs done where Stephen is in charge of, you know, this, this, and this, and it is his job to make sure that those things get done. Um, so that at the end of the week, when we get to the end of the week and certain things have um, hasn't been done or certain goals haven't been achieved then we know exactly okay who was responsible for it so there's no blaming game um you know we've each just got our jobs that we need to do and we obviously get together and we sit down um weekly at least weekly if not daily um discussing what needs to be done so i think that's it's very important to 
one, have respect for each other's skills and two, have very definite um, jobs for each person. Yeah, your job descriptions, your roles, um, you know, your short-term goals, how are you going to achieve those? And then how are you going to course correct if things aren't going quite according to plan? Maybe somebody's a little bit out of their depth with the one side, you need to get a third party in to come and help mediate or help with their particular strength to get you back on course and not just to be um, you know, following something blindly and doing the same mistake week after week, month after month, and then trying to correct something when you're know, a year down the line, when it could have been done you know, within a weekly time frame, for example. Yeah, I think with the, with the roles and the tasks and skills and that, Edward de Bono speaks of the six thinking hats. And if you haven't read that book, it's worth getting hold of. But basically, uh, the long and short of it is each hat represents a certain defined parameter. And you basically speak or give your input if you are the expert in inverted commas with that particular role. So, for example, if we're talking creativity and design and colors and all that sort of thing, where I've got I'm clueless on, for example, then I should have less authority at the boardroom table. Less say. Less say, less input, because really it's, it's way outside of my skill level or expertise level. So I can have my input, but it shouldn't be to the detriment of the person who actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to the creativity and the design and, and so forth. So each hat, like I say, get a hold of the book and have a read. Um, you know, for example, finances or, or money or numbers or accounting type stuff, you know, if, if you're less skilled at that particular role, then let the person who is more skillful in that, you know, take charge of that area, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the next point that we want to talk about is um, you have to separate your business from your relationship. Now, whether that is a marriage relationship, if you're working with your um, partner, or whether that's a friendship relationship, there's got to be times where you are um, business partners and you need to respect each other and talk to each other as business partners. And then there's a time where you're husband and wife or you are friends together and that you, um, you know, that, that then you leave the business stuff alone and you actually just be yourself because, I mean, we fall into that trap where, you know, all we ever talked about is business, business, business. And it doesn't matter where we are. We never stop. We never switch off. So I think, um, you know, to, to keep a healthy relationship, you have to have boundaries to say, when is it time to talk about the business? And, and there's got to be like a time when, you know, close that door to the office and you say, right now it's family time um, that we have to separate it. Yeah, I know a good way that a lot of partnerships operate is, you know, the one party will say, okay, can I put up, put on my business hat now? And, you know, because now you're putting on your business hat and let's talk about business when it's something a little bit more serious and less jovial, you know, get the permission from the other party and say, okay, let's business, let's put on our business hats, let's talk business now. Mm. And vice versa, when it's time to play, you get rid of those business hats. And I think it's it's extremely important to sit down with your business partner and discuss that we or get permission from each other to be open and to be open to discuss when I think that Stephen's doing something wrong or when Stephen feels that there's something that I am doing wrong or we feel like the, the one needs to improve on a certain thing um, that we can openly discuss it without the other party taking it personally. Okay, it's not a personal attack. It's just 
in the interest of the business, you, we need to do certain things. And that's where that I'm going to put my business hat on now um, comes very relevant because that is when you, especially when you're friends, I think with us, it becomes easier because you, you know each other so well. So you don't take it personal because at the end of the day, we know we're only telling the other person, I need you to get better at this because of that end goal that we both are looking for and that we are both working towards. So we know that that's why we say it to each other. However, when you're friends, you might find that it's a, it's an attack on you or maybe that you they don't think you're good enough at it or whatever the case may be when that's not at all what they're trying to say. It's just you need to sit down and talk to each other and say, right, can I have permission or are we giving each other permission to talk freely and openly when we feel that there's a need to do that? And then to make sure that the other person doesn't take it personally. I think that if you, that's one of the biggest reasons why partnerships break up will be because people start taking, um, uh, they start taking what gets told to them personally and they, they feel that it's a attack on them personally when it's not, when it's really just in the interest of the business. Yeah. So just, Following on from that, another book, good book recommendation would be The Four Agreements by yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz. And if you have a read of those, in fact, most people should read that book, you know, when they're still at school. But it's good in a partnership or in a relationship type business that you read that book and understand what the four agreements really are so that you don't do take per things personally. Yeah. Okay. The next one, I think we kind of spoke about it now a little bit, is communication. Okay, you have to talk things out. Don't let stuff brew. Um, if there's an issue and you're sitting at home, especially if you're friends, so you're not living in the same house, and now you're talking maybe to your husband or your, your wife, or and and you know, you're saying the other one is irritating you because of this, that, and the other, don't do that. Don't let it brew. As soon as you feel uncomfortable about, about a situation, as soon as you feel there's an issue that needs to be addressed, talk to your business partner, sit them down and say, look. We need to discuss this. I want you to be, um, I'm asking permission to be openly speak to you and I do not want you to take it personally and open those communication um, channels. Yeah, don't, like Maren said, don't let anything brew or fester. Just get it off your chest and get it done. And perhaps you need to make sure that you've got one or two meetings each week specifically designed around open communication and getting things back on track before you allow them to get out of hand. And I think following on from then is the next step where it is about if it gets to a stage where you can't solve the problem between you or you can't solve, especially with um, friends being in business together, you need to get that third party in. You get, need to get a mediator in that um, can sit down, can, that can look at the whole situation objectively and not take sides and help you guys like a counselor i mean exactly like you for marriage you would go to a counselor for business you can also have a counselor you know a, a business coach that can help you to see things clearly and understand you know help you move forward and move through the obstacles or the problems that you have exactly and like we said in the beginning none of us are relationships experts but after 30 years together marriage and business spending literally 24 7 together <laughs> we, we've learned a thing or two and so take that advice just from where it comes from if you need professional advice do exactly that get professional advice this is just our own personal experiences over 30 years and it seems to have worked well for us yeah and i think the last thing Stephen briefly um mentioned it at the beginning but i think the last thing that you really need to be clear on is 
um, what is going to be your exit strategy? Okay, what what are you going to do if one party wants to leave this this partnership? You know, maybe you five years, ten years down the line, and one party now decides I no longer want to be a part of this. Those type of details, like what are you going to do if that happens, needs to be sorted out on day one. You need to make sure that you go into this knowing exactly what your exit strategy is going to be if one of the partners wants to leave. Because otherwise, it's again, it can be very complicated if you let it go. Quite right. Okay, so there you have it. Um, Just a few of the things that we have worked through over the last 30 odd years, um, being married married together, being in business together, um, just things that we've learned over the years, um, how to work with each other, how to respect each other and um, make it work and still be married at the end of the day and still actually like speaking to each other at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's got its challenges. I'm not going to lie. There's definitely days that I feel I can kick him out. And I'm sure there's days where he feels he can kick me out. But um, isn't that married life in any case? So, um, but yeah, it's just about working together, having that goal, knowing exactly what you want and respecting each other. I think that's the biggest thing, hey, it's just respecting each other and our skills and what we're good at. and, And then also respecting the relationship that we have. So we hope that has been of value for you, that you can take some of these tips away, implement it into your own business if you are in the same situation. Um, And like always, go out there and make a difference because there's someone out there right now looking for exactly what you have to offer.